Hello, hello. It's a great day to be alive. My name is Claire and welcome back to the Be Alive podcast. I'm so excited you're here today with me. Today I'm going to be talking about off days slash depression days. And this is a topic that I have wanted to speak about for a while now, particularly because I think in the midst of the pandemic and everything that's going on, so many different life adjustments for people, I think this is something that like a great deal of us are experiencing right now, um, having off days, having depression days, whether you consider yourself to be within the mental health community or not. I think this is just a really weird and strange time and it has left a lot of us feeling really weird and strange too. So, um, I wanted to jump on and talk a little bit about what these days are like and how throughout my life I've kind of learned to overcome them, get through them, and just deal with them as they come. So to start, I think an important distinction to make is I think there is a difference between what I would consider an off day and a depression day. And I'll be referring to both in this podcast. So I just want to quickly jump back and in my words, define what I think each of them is. So to me, an off day is something that in my opinion, I feel like everyone has experienced and everyone can kind of relate to. It's just one of those days where you wake up and for no discernible reason, you just feel off. You feel kind of weird, like maybe nothing's going to go right that day. You don't look good in your outfit. You just feel kind of funny. And there's nothing that you can really pinpoint or, you know, give a reason to why you're feeling that way. It just sort of is. And like I said, I think we've all experienced these days and they're annoying and frustrating when they happen. However, I think it's one of those things where like you have that day and it's a weird day. It's an off day. You just feel weird. But then the next morning you wake up and you're like, okay, it's, you know, it's fine. It's going to be a better day, that sort of thing. It's kind of easier to shake off. In my opinion, and from my experience, depression days, as I'll be calling them in this podcast, I think those are more debilitating and severe and more closely related to having a mental health diagnosis or, you know, being in kind of a, a really sad, frustrated, angry, upset place. So throughout my life, I think I've only had these depression days probably starting in college, which is interesting because like I talked about in my um, other podcast episodes, high school for me was like the worst time for my mental and emotional health. And it's funny because like looking back, even though that was the worst time in my life for my mental and emotional health, that's a time where I had the fewest like quote unquote depression days. And I think for me, it was like more of a constant state of mind of just being really upset and really unhappy. And depression days, as I think of them now, are are more like isolated events or like weeks, you know, and I think... I really didn't have those experiences until like call end of college student teaching and then after college. And I'll talk a little bit about what those days were like for me and kind of how I've learned to manage and cope when they come up. So my first experience of what I would consider a depression day was probably during student teaching. And that was a time where I was just so discombobulated in life. I had kind of a stressful living situation at the time. So I was navigating that. I 
wasn't really managing my ADD or my anxiety or depression. So I wasn't, I don't think I was really taking my medications or like trying to get new medications. And so I was just very like all over the place with my schoolwork and my homework and student teaching. And just, I wasn't turning things in on time and all these different things. Um, I also remember like that was the time in my life where I moved out of the living situation that I was in that was causing me a lot of stress. And I ended up moving into the same apartment building as my boyfriend at the time. We were in like, we weren't living together, but we were literally just down the hall in like singles apartments. And like, I don't know. So just like navigating, like being in a relationship, school, work, friends, this weird living situation. I hadn't lived alone, you know, in all of college, just juggling everything. And I just remember there were a couple of days where I just did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. I couldn't bring myself to look at any of my schoolwork, look at any of my, you know, student teaching work, like grading my students' homework, that kind of thing. And that had never really happened to me before. Like I said, I think when I had off days in middle school and high school, it was kind of like just feeling weird, but like moving throughout my day. And this was an adjustment because I had never experienced just being so drained and not being able to really get myself out of it. And if you've had one of these days, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It literally feels like someone has like vacuumed out your insides and it's just the most frustrating thing in the world. And at that point in time, I kind of like pushed through and I don't really think that I had specific coping mechanisms. I literally think I was just like, okay, I'll like just get over it tomorrow and be fine. But it wasn't until I want to say maybe two years ago that I really started having depression days super, super frequently and to the point where it was pretty debilitating to my personal life, my work life, my mental, emotional health, all of that. So like I mentioned, I started with off days. Those were really hard. Then I kind of moved on to like light depression days, I guess you could say, um, which were also hard, but not as, I don't know, like debilitating, like I said. And in 2017, I was living with um, one of my best friends and her brother. And looking back, I think I had all of these days because I was at a point in my life where I just really did not know what I was doing. I was nannying part-time. I was working at a church um, part-time, or I was nannying full-time, working at a church part-time. I knew that I didn't really want to go back into teaching, but I also didn't know what else I could do or would be good at. I got the church job from a family member who like recommended me for it. And at the time it was a really good fit and I really enjoyed it. But like I said, I was just not at a good place in my life. I think I really struggled with comparing myself to others and feeling like, you know, everyone else is kind of stable in their job and and doing well and dating people and getting engaged and getting married. And I was just like nannying and and working part-time at a church. And I just like really felt so lost. And I think, you know, that's a common experience. I feel like we all have gone through points in our life where we just feel like, what am I doing? Like, where am I going? Everything like that. And for me, I just didn't 
I don't know how to explain it, but I, I didn't really take any sort of like next step. Like I feel like sometimes when you're in that place of questioning and doubt and kind of fear of the future, you can either like wallow in it or take that next step and be like, okay, well, you know, I'm not happy with my job. So let me start looking for another job or, you know, I'm in this really toxic relationship. What can I do to either make it better or get out or, you know, whatever the case may be. I should probably jump back and say, if it's really a toxic relationship, you shouldn't try to make it better. You should probably just get out. So maybe don't listen to that. But what I mean is, I think, you know, you kind of have these two paths you can take when you're feeling really low or feeling like lost. And I just kind of stayed stuck. And I think that's really like the crux of depression is just feeling so overwhelmed that it, you know, those feelings almost immobilize you. And that's what I experienced so, 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 so many times during that year in like 2017, I want to say. And so what the depression days would look like for me would just be like avoiding all responsibility, staying in bed all day. I remember just like all I wanted to do was sleep. Like that was just like my go-to thing was like, if I had a bad day, if I felt weird, if I felt off, if something was making me mad, if I was anxious, like sleep was my answer to everything. I would take like, you know, six hour naps. I would eat at really weird times. I would literally just like burrow in my room and watch Netflix for like 12 hours at a time, like keep the curtains closed. So it would just be like dark in there and saying it out loud. I think to someone who maybe hasn't gone through this or to someone who has gone through this, like maybe to both, it might seem really weird or seem really counterintuitive. Like, you know, you feel so bad. So why are you like not trying to do something to make it better? But at that point in time, I just didn't really know how to address what I was feeling. And my go-to was just like avoidance, I guess, like sleeping or watching Netflix, like was just kind of a way for me to escape the feelings I was having and the frustration and pain and anger or whatever that I was going through. And this went on for so, so long. Like it was just such a cycle of sleeping and watching Netflix and staying in my room and not going out and not texting people. I remember too, this was where I probably like looking back, um, I, I know binge orders, binge eating disorder is kind of like a newer um, thing. I think it just got added to the DSM. I don't even know, maybe a few years ago, but looking back, I for sure had that too, because I gained like, I don't even know, 40 something pounds. I was ordering in every night. Like it was just a vicious, vicious cycle. And I had countless days where I just could not bring myself to like shower or get out of bed all day. Like I would literally just lay in bed for hours and hours at a time. And that's really hard. And I think, you know, if you live with family members or if you live with friends or roommates, whatever the case may be, obviously like other people kind of take notice of it. And at least for me, that can feel kind of like, I don't know, a lot of, of pressure in a way, because you already feel so overwhelmed. You already feel so frustrated and low and down. And when you know that other people can see it or notice you acting like that, I feel like that almost adds to the stress sometimes. So I don't know. I think it's it's just really hard when you have those days because it feels so overwhelming and it just feels like you have no way of moving forward. 
And so, like I said, I experienced a lot of those days during that year and continue to experience them up until, you know, this year, but obviously at like a lesser frequency, if that makes sense. So when it initially happened in 2017, when I was having these days, um, where it would be like weeks at a time that I would have these depression days, I did not know what to do to cope with it. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know what I could do to make it better. And like I said, I kind of felt like sleeping or Netflix or eating were my only outlets or options or like coping skills that I could use to get through it. And it really wasn't until I kind of did an overhaul of my mental health starting this winter that I began to kind of unpack like, how do I explain this? That I kind of began to unpack, like, why am I doing this? Why am I feeling this way? How can I, in the moment, like, feel better and get better? And I'm sorry that this is so long-winded. I'm just, it's hard to kind of get all my thoughts together. Honestly, until I started doing this podcast, I didn't realize how weird it is to just, like, talk alone and, and try to keep your train of thought. But my point being, it wasn't until this like winter or whatever, when I started doing this overhaul that I realized, I don't know, like how draining having those days was. And I just remember being like, if I am going to have these days, because with mental health, like you don't get to like choose what happens to you. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to wake up and be like, today, I'm not going to be depressed today. I'm not going to have anxiety today. I'm not going to have bipolar. Like you're always going to have your diagnoses and you're always going to have days that are hard and you just like, you know, that's life. You can't avoid those things. But I think what was really empowering to me was when I realized like, okay, you know, I have depression, I have anxiety. I'm going to have these days. So I need to do whatever I can to like make the most, make the most of them, I guess, and learn how to cope when I'm having those days. So a couple of tips and tricks, I guess, that I have learned would be number one, I guess. (laughs) I'm like all over the place. Number one, my number one tip would be celebrate little victories. I said this in the last podcast, um, talking about being brave, but celebrating the little things. So me and my two best friends from grad school, Clarissa and Maddie, I think it is so funny, but we're all in a group chat and we talk literally every day. But one of the things that makes me happiest, and I feel like I never had friends before who had also struggled with mental health. So it was like so refreshing to me to have friends that like did understand what I was going through. But in the group chat, literally like some days we will have these text messages that are all just about like what we did that day for our mental health. And like, I'm going to be joking about this and I want to just preface this by saying both like me, Clarissa and Maddie, all of us, we're fine with this. Like we're fine. If you laugh at this, it's like totally fine, but we will have these texts where it's like, I don't even know. What was it the other day that Clarissa was like, guys, I finally washed my hair, like yada, yada, yada. The other day, Madison was like, oh my God, I was just in bed for six hours. And I finally got up. There was another day where I was like, I literally can't remember the last time I showered. I think it was like two weeks ago. And they were like, yes, queen, like wash that hair. You know what I mean? Like we're just like all kind of jokey like that. And I had never had friends like that before, like I said. And to me, like, yes, it does seem very silly to be like, you go girl, like you showered or like you go, you opened a window or you walked outside, whatever. But honestly, having that 
like positive feedback and understanding and just like I don't even know cheering on like that is the biggest blessing in the world and you don't have to have your friends like understand or do that for you that's not the point that I'm trying to make however you can be that person for yourself so one of the biggest things that I've learned is when I do have a depression day I like just take a step back in my mind and I'm like okay you're having a really hard day we're gonna do what we can and that's just like my mantra that's how I get through the day we're gonna do what we can so like I said in the group text we're like yes you showered you brush your teeth you walked outside whatever when I'm having a depression day I try to tell myself those things even if Maddie and Clarissa don't tell me so you know I try to just do one thing at a time so say that I'm laying in bed and I'm feeling just terrible and awful and I don't want to get up whatever I just tell myself like okay we're gonna do one thing And I choose what that thing is and it can be like quote unquote easy or quote unquote hard. An an example of something easy would be like, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth. And then something that would be hard in my opinion on a depression day would be like, okay, I'm going to go outside and like put on real clothes and go for a walk. And when I do any one of those things, whether it's easy, hard, medium, whatever, when I do one of those things... I give myself a real pat on the back, a metaphorical pat on the pat on the back, whatever, but I celebrate those things because depression days are hard and they're going to get you down and you're going to feel gross and feel weird and just out of it. But taking a second to be like, "You know what? Today kind of sucked. However, I showered." Or "Today kind of sucked, but however, I journaled." Or whatever the case may be. It honestly does help and I'm not going to sit here and be like, it changes your whole life. It changes your whole day. Of course it doesn't, but it's just that little like getting in that routine of praising yourself, giving yourself grace and realizing that, you know, I did what I could today. Today was a hard day, but I'm going to celebrate the things that I was able to do. So that's been a huge, huge thing for me is just positive self-talk and celebrating little victories. Another thing that has really helped me is, and and this is a really hard one, and I'm kind of contradicting what I said earlier in this episode when I mentioned, like, knowing that other people are seeing you go through this, but I want to explain and hopefully you'll kind of see where I'm going. My next tip, tip number two, would be invite someone in. And what I mean by that is, say you're having a really bad depression day and you live with other people, like roommates, friends, your family, parents, siblings, whatever. Literally, such an easy step would be opening your bedroom door. And to anyone who has struggled with this, I know that seems so, so, so hard. And believe me, I know I understand. But even just that simple act of like, okay, I'm maybe I'm going to like burrow myself in bed and be really sad and really depressed, but I'm going to open my bedroom door. And the what that does is it allows someone to kind of see what you're going through. And I know that that is like literally the hardest thing to do, but it's like, you'll come out on the other side feeling really good. So for example, there was this one day, I remember it so clearly, and it was one of the greatest examples I think that I can look back on in my life of someone being a friend to me. And it was in 2017 when I was living with my best friend and I was having a depression day. And I remember I had like work in the afternoon or something uh, on the weekend for whatever reason and I came back at like noon and all my friends were out like day drinking it was like literally a beautiful summer day like super nice whatever and I remember just coming back going into my room closing the blinds like switching off all the lights 
getting into my PJs and and just like crawling into bed not even like putting on a Netflix show or like watching YouTube videos on my phone I literally just like sat there in the dark with my thoughts and I was there for like four hours and my friends have my location and so they could see that I was home and it was like one of my girlfriends and two of my guy friends and they were all out drinking and I get a text from all of them and they were like please come out like we miss you we really want to hang out with you blah 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 and I was just like I feel so gross I'm really tired like whatever like I just don't want to come out and they kept texting kept texting kept texting and I just turned my phone on do not disturb and I remember like literally putting it under my bed or throwing it across the room or something super dramatic like that and I just like went to sleep and I woke up maybe like 30 minutes later to like pounding on my door and they were like Claire 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 and I kept like you know for like a minute or two not responding because I was like maybe if I just like don't say anything they'll go away and they kept pounding at my door pounding at my door they were like blowing up my phone I had like all these missed calls and finally I opened the door and my girlfriend came in and she was like you need to like put on clothes and get ready like we're going back out and I was like no you guys like have you know like I feel like we've all done this like the kind of like oh like it's okay like you know like you'll have more fun without me whatever and she was just like not having any of it she's like I'll sit in here and watch you get dressed whatever and that's exactly what she did she sat on my bed watched me get dressed and we went out and honestly for every excuse I tried to give before going I was like oh I don't have money and she's like I'll pay for you and I was like oh like I just don't feel comfortable and she's like no one's gonna care like you look really hot whatever like she just kept coming up with reasons that I should go out and we went out and I had a great time and I wanted to bring this up because I think when you have those days it can feel so scary to let someone in or to let someone know that you're going through that but they'll be able to kind of help you through it and whether that's like your best friend also being in bed with you and like watching Netflix together like that's fine or whether it's like your mom and dad like coming into your room and being like hey like you know what like we're gonna go on a walk and after that like you can go right back to bed whatever I think having someone know that you're going through that can just help you and help them because I think one of the biggest things I've noticed with mental health is like there's such a fear of letting people in or letting people see when we're like that but our friends and our family like they care about us they want to know when we're hurting and what they can do to help and so I think letting someone in whether that's I'm going to FaceTime a friend for a couple minutes or I'm going to open the door to my room or I'm going to call a friend and ask them to come over and we're going to walk and grab a cup of coffee whatever that looks like to you I think that's one of the best ways that you can get through a depression day and then my final tip, and I'm, I probably have so many more that I can go into, but I <laughs> have to pick the kids up from school soon. But my final tip would be do something that's either moving your body or cleaning. So for me, that can look like a lot of different things. My favorite, I would say favorite, but like my kind of go-to things on a depression day would be showering or like not taking a walk necessarily because I don't think I've really gotten to the point where I can do that yet I'm like working on it but um like cracking open a window or cleaning my room those are kind of my top three like opening a window showering and cleaning my room really really help me when I'm having a depression day because it just helps me feel accomplished and like I said in tip number one when you're celebrating those little victories even if you do three of those things that's three things that you get to celebrate you're like wow I showered I made my bed I cleaned my room I opened a window and I let fresh air and like three things that you get to celebrate instead of zero or instead of one whatever and I also think that there's something about like being clean having a clean space smelling good having fresh air coming into your room that even if you are still feeling kind of depressed or sad or anxious 
it lifts your spirits like just a little, like just enough to be like, you know what? Like I can, I can get through this or like, look at what I've done. You know, it just gives like a little boost. So I think tip number three for me for sure would be some sort of cleaning or some sort of like preening up. I also really like doing my makeup when I'm depressed. That sounds so weird, but I'll like literally like beat my whole face, like do like a full glow up. And that makes me feel so good. Even if I literally like do a full glow up and then just go back in bed and watch Netflix, I'm like, oh wow, I look really pretty, whatever. So that would be my final tip. So to reiterate my three tips for struggling with a depression day would be number one, letting someone in. Number two, celebrating a little, oh, I mixed it up. Number one, celebrating little victories. Number two, letting people in. And number three, doing something with cleaning or refreshing either yourself or your space. Those are three things that have helped me immensely. Like I said, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not like cured of my depression. So I still have those days, but I think those are three things that when those days come up for me, help immensely. Lighting a candle, love that too. Like I said, I could go on and on and on. However, I need to go pick up the kids from school. But I hope these tips helped you. Please, I don't even know how you guys can get in touch with me. I guess DM on Instagram, official be alive. Um, But let me know what you guys like to do on your kind of like off days or depression days. And I hope these tips helped. I feel like this episode was kind of all over the place. So I apologize. I think I was just like very in my head like I had so much that I wanted to say so thank you for bearing with me and listening to all of this but I'm going to end this episode by saying that I hope you have an amazing fabulous day please remember you are so loved there's only one of you in the whole world that is so crazy cool no one can do what you can you're amazing you're awesome you've got this if you are having a depression day and you listen to this podcast that is something you can celebrate you took 25 minutes out of your day to listen to a podcast to motivate you to uplift you that's awesome celebrate that with that being said have a great day remember it's a great day to be alive and thank you for listening